Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. This is Altai here with episode 70, and I'm joined this week by... Omer. Gumble. Matt. Shirelia. And that's, that's the full Mot- Motley. Monty. We have, we have five people, not four. Oh, is that is Motley we, mean? We got, we, got, we got the Penta, the Penta killing here, right? We got the whole group. It's been a while <laughs> since we've had everyone. It has. Where where's everyone been? We had to use oh, yeah. uh, Phoenix down on show. <laughs> Who was missing last time? Was Gumby missing last week? No, he was here, right? I was here. Was I not? No, I, I was think... missing. I was missing the week before that. I think. Guys, I, th- I think he's had to assess who attendance rewards time. We're giving away rewards for attendance. Do you remember how many podcasts have you missed? I've missed only one. I know Altai missed two. I, I missed a lot because of the last uh, month. Matt, Matt is possibly tied with me. I've missed one since I started. Okay, Matt also missed one since he started. So Matt and I are tied for attendance uh, rewards right now. We've each only ever missed one. All right, the rest of you got to up your game, all right? I, I did that thing where I walked into a wall and I held like the auto walk. <laughs> and then I just turned off my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, right. wait, wait, I lied. I missed two because I missed the one for the press event and then I missed the one for the vacation. Okay. Beautiful. Two. I am I, I get the I get the I get my own attendance award, alright? It's the only reason I brought it up and I award it to myself. It's a bit <laughs> douchey, but I'll take it, alright? In my defense, I thought it was a tie with Matt. But anyway, uh this we wanna start off with a weekly raid as usual. So I'll go ahead and show off the weekly raid the thing when seeing a black Alright, we got it, we got it. I'm I... tossing it to Gumby. That's right, so this week we're taking it a little bit light-hearted, a little bit abstract. Uh, we're a little late to the game, but you know what we were thinking about this the other day? Shooting the shiz, so here we go. Will gaming ever be in the Olympics? I want to say off the bat, no, probably not. But uh, I think it's fun to think about, because uh, nowadays what's the Olympics really for? It's to watch, uh, watch NBC monopolize the ratings and uh, see a couple of people play volleyball and uh, what else is in the Olympics in the summer? I don't really know. I don't really watch the fencing. summer. Fencing. 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 I actually enjoyed fencing. Fencing so, was, was nice. Uh, back in the day, if you don't know, the Olympics began as a festival uh, between all the city-states of Greece to honor Zeus and stop killing and pillaging for once. And actually, there were no wars during the original Olympics. And uh, so I'm curious... Would the Greeks approve of someone standing up and screaming, get wrecked in an arena filled with people from around the world? And I'm going to go ahead and say that they would definitely frown at what's become of Western civilization. But why don't you guys take it away? All right. Well, I remember this came up to me because so there's so many useless events at the Olympics now. Like everyone loves gymnastics. Everyone loves, you know, like the main, the, like the main sports, right? Wrestling, whatever. Um, but it's like bullshit like dressage where they literally make dances walk they make horses dance and walk sideways like that's the sport the better you can make your horse walk sideways that's how you win show us so, a video of that because i'm really curious what that looks like all right let's I've do it, boys. it. I, I don't think i ever have i mean i've heard of it before of something being really absurd but it's always just been like mentally you know i, I didn't really they basically train horses to go to tea parties they, yeah look, I, I like the, very elegant i like the the uh, horse like the course, the commentary is like so good. I was like laughing so hard. I was like watching it, and they're like, "Look, look it's walking sideways." This turn now, he's going around this turn now, and he's opting for the more difficult turn. <laughs> the fucking horse, like going through like the fucking water. <laughs> Yo, don't 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 smack talk my my man Dorothy Schneider, my gal. Are you seeing this? Wait, where'd you where'd you post it? It's it's, it's on this podcast. The stream. Just, it's oh, live. 
So, oh, it's so if this is a if this is a sport you can get a gold medal in, there's no reason like League can't be in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. People say video games are different, but look, look like this is like it's a solo game almost. Like, what is this? Look at, look at that hat, dude. I was gonna say the best part about this is the uniform. This this this, this person's rocking that hat. It looks like a Fall of Fantasy Taylor cosplay. <laughs> in defense of uh, what's this called again? Dressage. In defense of dressage, I mean, it does take a lot of training and perseverance, but at the same time, as you guys are saying, it doesn't, it's not a test of the athlete's physical endurance or strength. It's a test of training and perseverance. And what is a video game, if not an athletic feat, because I guess we could say it's not, but a, but a test of uh, natural talent training and perseverance right so i guess it's they are less athletic than this, you know? well exactly people people complain about uh video games not being like physical sports right and they're like it can never be a sport because like chess is not a sport well what about this if this is in the olympics you know like there's shooting. no reason the, yeah that uh you know games uh, can't I'm, be I'm, shooting still takes like some kind of physical you pull a trigger versus hitting a key on a keyboard come on it's literally the same thing before I'm too passive on this, I'm just gonna go ahead and say no. That's that's my only input. No. Match drops a big no. No to uh, esports in Olympics. Yeah. Okay. No to that. Okay. That's, that's what, fair. What is the reason? What is your what's your gut reaction on why? My gut. Perception. It just you don't think video games just have a place there. I, I just don't think they have a place there. Right. You uh, know what would be cool? I actually agree with Matt. Uh, but for different reasons. I think I wouldn't want esports in the Olympics because I don't want to have to deal with all the other sports before I see the esports. I think esports needs its own Olympics. Why not? Why not e Olympics? Why not have league, well, Counter-Strike, I mean, all these other sports, and you know, have them go somewhere different every four years and, and see the best, the best from around the world, and uh, it'd be cool. It'd be a big event for say a week long. That'd be cool. Well, I mean, here's the other thing, though, okay? So imagine being, like, a swimmer or, like, a runner or something. You train so hard, and you you push yourself so much that some of these people literally fall over at the end of the race. Like, okay. they just collapse onto okay. the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I imagine they're already pissed at things like dressage being part of the Olympics because they work so hard, and they train so hard, and they push themselves to their absolute limits. And here's something that's just training. Imagine how you'd feel as an Olympian taking part in like running or swimming and somebody in like esports might be getting more attention there. That sounds that's like immaturity. To, that's yeah. unfair to esports people because they all, they put in a different kind of training. I, I no, mean, I, I understand like, that, but just, just think about just, like single-handedly like just destroying like but, any real argument. I, I, I love this. No, I, I understand that, but Matt, Matt, you're arguing that... what I'm saying is it's a perception thing. No, but Imagine Matt, how Matt, that would be. Right, but you're, you're arguing the, the ideal. I agree with you. Uh, ideally, the Olympics would, wouldn't have dressage or any of this. They would all have their own event. Like, like, I'm, I'm sure this training of this horse is hard, right? So there could be a separate horse event, not called the Olympics, some other time of the year, and all the horse shit is done there. But, the so I know, <laughs> all the Olympics would just be for the classical, you know, the classical Greek sports, you know, the, the track, the track and field, basically, right? Uh, that was the original Olympics. Um, but the way, but you, you're comparing it to, like, the idealized version, right? Where uh, there's know, no dressage it, either. It, 
All I'm saying is it's a perception thing. And like I I said, in addition, I'd like to argue too that, like, if someone said, Hey, man, I got a gold medal at the Olympics and just saw it, I'm pretty sure no one's like, Oh, man, you're so cool, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's why they wouldn't say that shit. They would say, I got a gold medal at the Olympics and not specify what event. I mean, but people are going to ask, right? Uh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Was it it wrestling? Was it running? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, before we get too silly, look at the numbers I linked earlier and show that on stream one more time. If you look at the actual numbers, esports is popular. So the chart that from Super Data Research shows that the viewers of esports in 2013 in millions. League of Legends Season 3 World Championship, I know it's a bit dated, uh, it, in 2013 was 32 million. That got more viewers than the NBA Finals, the NCAA Basketball Final Four average, the MLB World Series, and the BCS National, whatever that is. So people do watch this in, in droves. And I was waiting for the combined. Oh, well, also, it's interesting because if you look at the actual data that came out from the Olympics in Rio, it actually they actually reported a 15% decrease. NBC said 15% people are watching Olympics less this year than last year. The numbers are going down. The viewership is going down. And yeah. it's because millennials don't care about Olympics. Like, they don't even... Either, I didn't watch one event in the Olympics. Only time I ever saw what, what it was was when I was like at a restaurant that was on the TV. All right, I, I, I got an idea. So Olympics basically yeah. has to appeal to millennials. I propose yes. uh, uh, a contest for how many Snapchat followers you can get in 24 hours. What? <laughs> that is the ultimate millennial so, Olympic. The girls got to make the best booby shot they can take, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what how do you get fair, selfies, though? You take selfies? <laughs> yeah, like, the judges rate you, like, on your selfies, like, 10, no, 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 8. No, no. Here's, <laughs> all right, here's, here's how it works. Here's how it works. You get, you get a team of people, right? And they, each person has to make a Snapchat profile for, like, an Asian, just an Asian, like the most vanilla Asian man they can find. So there's four vanilla Asian men. What the hell are you talking about? Where we get the most? Because it's not fair if you have a girl versus a guy. What are you Don't talking about? People. <laughs> Without Why does it have to be Asian? <laughs> In a non-racist way, you can what? find Asians that look more alike. <laughs> In a non-racist <laughs> way. You, racist you can't start it with a race. You get look, listen, listen. here. I, I want a clean palette. Everyone gets the equal starting ground, okay? You can't have them representing themselves. Otherwise, they can build up hype beforehand, okay? Can we move on, please? I think, I think... This is definitely a good weekly raid. I'm glad we did this one. <laughs> Alta, you're still a little bit loud. But I do think there is a... Um, oh, I think I was just laughing too hard. Esports, there is a market for esports in some kind of... I, I, I would watch the Olympics if there was esports in it. Like, obviously, I'm not the Olympics. only one. Also... I like how you word the article about Zeus and stuff. The Olympics began as an athletic festival to honor Zeus and the gods. What better way to honor the Zeus and the gods than being able to play Zeus and Smite or Zeus and Dota 2? <laughs> Both games have a playable character named Zeus. Well, right? What if he gets mad and like destroys the arena? <laughs> huh? No, he would celebrate. Look, we, we, we went full circle. We're celebrating Zeus to playing as Zeus. Thou shalt have no graven images of me. Okay, I think perfect. Zeus would be offended by you trying to be him. Exactly. <laughs> no, well, he would always. You always have to let Zeus win, right? Whichever team Zeus is on has to win. But I, I think it also has to do with just the fact that Olympics was honestly pretty hard to watch unless you had TV. You know. Could you watch it online? This I feel like this year it was. Oh yeah, I, you could do it through NBC. I think. I actually watched it on my iWatch. It wasn't live though, was it? Like I was trying to watch. Uh, it. I had to watch it through Sling. So and, and even then, it doesn't even have like. All the events, right? So, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's like another that that could be another problem too. The drop in viewership is that more people yeah. are watching things online. More people, you know, people don't have time for that that 
watch as it goes shit. Everyone wants on demand, you know, now. Mm. Agreed. So. Broadcast networks, get your shit together. Jesus. I mean, who who has who, who still uses cable? I mean, do you use cable? I have no, no cable service. Exactly. Cable. So, so you you couldn't even watch the Olympics. So no. I mean, right? Got to stream it. I was actually right. in, I was actually okay, in Rio. Exactly. I watched it live. I'm probably an outlier, but I've never watched esports to begin with, so I probably no, no, me either, Matt. Don't worry. Esports. Right. So also, I mean, before people people talk about in terms of feasibility, they actually are adding um five new sports to the Tokyo Olympics. So things do get added. You know, the IOC approved five new sports for Olympic Games in 2020. I'm just trying to find out what they are. Sumo wrestling. They add baseball and softball. Karate. Yeah, baseball. Karate. Skateboarding. Are you having kendo out of curiosity or no? Mm, I mean, uh, no. There's a karate, skateboard, sports climbing, and surfing. Skateboarding is cool. But, like, come on. Skateboarding like, is an insane feat of athleticism. You ever try skateboarding? Have you ever tried going, uh, being a professional league player? Huh? It's mentally no, because I, I hate League of Legends. I say this all the time. <laughs> I know, people always say... You have, I, I have a lot of respect for people that play, watch e play esports, especially, like, the Korean oh, team. It's actually pretty funny because like they were interviewing the Korean teams talking about like professional gaming, and there was one scene where one of the Korean players said, "Look, the Americans don't take their gaming seriously, which is why they're never going to win." I think he was talking about League of Legends, and obviously the Korean teams are dominating. They say the the American teams are allowed to have girlfriends. Like, <laughs> how dare they have girlfriends? Either it's the game or the girlfriend. You can't have both. All right, the girlfriend's a distraction. What is this boxing? <laughs> you have to keep it real. All right, I, I can respect that that level of dedication. All right. That's dedication. I can respect that. Yeah. All right. Final tally: Olympics, uh, esports, and Olympics. I say I. Uh, I say I. Nay. I say no. esports Olympics. So nay. No, yes. it was a yay or a nay. He said nay. It's a nay. It's nay. Right, you... nay. Oh. The nays have it. Oh, they're not actually saying no. They're saying nay because they're watching the dressage horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nay. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you know, we were the Olympic Committee and we, we, uh, we unfortunately did not get the majority vote. It has, it has been declined. Maybe, maybe next year. We'll try, try again. Yeah, we'll try again next four years. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, before we could talk about, let's talk about what we played this week first before we get into the big controversy. All right. I played uh, Battle Right. Uh, that game was free during the Alpha if you played Bloodline Champions beforehand. But uh, it came out today in early access. It's 18 buccarinos. And it will be free to play when it comes out. So it's one of those games where they're charging you for beta. <laughs> and Classic. it's be free when it comes out. Classic. Uh, tell about it, right? Someone tell us about it because... Uh, give, me, give me a little excited to it's play a, it. It's a er third person I guess, or top-down isometric view, whatever you want to say. Uh, hero battler. You just 2v2 or 3v3... And you just you just kind of fight in the middle of the arena. And you kill each other. There's rounds. It's basically know. Bloodline Champions with sleeker graphics and just more intuitive controls and some some interesting changes. It's a Bloodline how, how, Champions 2.0. How would you describe it to someone who hasn't played Bloodline Champions though? Okay, a, a, a MOBA without the levels, the minions, the lanes. So you just hear. So it's not a MOBA. Fight. I don't I don't think calling it a MOBA helps at all because it's I, a MOBA I, with I no creeps, offended. no towers. Hold on, hold on. No bases. Okay, but here here's here's my thing. Okay, about the whole MOBA thing. MOBA literally means multiplayer online battle arena. It does not mean Dota. But Dota isn't like I'm with Matt. Dota no, like that isn't Counter-Strike a MOBA? It's a mo online battle yes. arena. Everything's oh, a MOBA. God. 
if I, you're right, it's not a MOBA in the traditional sense, because again, the word, language evolves, and MOBA in our minds has a specific ah. meaning. So I do think it's a little unfair just to call it a MOBA. But I'm just saying it's a MOBA-like game, you know, without, with, with just the core elements of hero fighting. And games are very quick, they're two-minute rounds, and it's usually over much sooner than that. So, and it's best out of five. So a single game, whereas a MOBA might take um, like 30 to 40 minutes to finish, a round of battle right is basically just a streamlined experience between hero battling, everything is targeted, it's all skilled, there's no RNG. And it, has, it only lasts like, at most, like 10 minutes, like a single, a full round. Each round is only two minutes, so it's ni nice and bite-sized. Ooh, yeah. I like that. It's a very bite-sized game, which I think, I think that's, it's, it, might, it has a good chance of finding a niche now, mm -hmm. rather than before, because right now Steam is more entrenched than when it first came out, when Bloodline Champions came out. People are kind of looking for um, a game to just jump into and play for like 10 minutes, right, before maybe, you know, their league queue pops or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all roads lead to league, huh? Or whatever, don't, what, like... It's a very bite-sized game. You can play, you know, a few quick rounds and then just, mm. you know, walk away whenever you want. Let me let me ask the important question. Is there a cute Lily character? Yes, <laughs> I'm actually playing. Actually, uh, I was going through the hero store and find somebody I like. I played like six hours a day. Came like as soon as I got the game. Uh, I I rotated between three heroes. I didn't really like them, and I found the lolly. All right, the water. Oh lolly. man, all right. I got the lolly. Is it a even water she's lolly. She's a oh, water lolly. God. Even though she's a support character, I I love That's her. I've been playing favorite. every single game. So I've been I'm, rocking. I'm, with I'm, hijack I'm hijacking. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Well, uh, I'm hijacking. Also, on the Steam page, in that little banner at the top, mm -hmm. is that basically a recolor of the like uh, flagship character for Bloodline Champions? Yeah, I think so. They, I think they use exact, like, some of the same exact characters. All right. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. It's a fun right. game though, and it's it's gonna be free if you don't want to pay for it now. But if you want to support its early access, it's eighteen dollars right now on Steam. Yeah, it's a good and thing to keep in mind. All... Current and future champions, if you buy it now, which will not happen after early access. That's just an important thing to know. And, uh, it's doing pretty well. It's got 5,000 players concurrently right now. Uh, it just came out today. Whoa, 5,000? Compare compare that with Bloodline Champions. Look at There's Bloodline no Champions. There's no way, really? Like. Oh, looking at Steam charts. Battle right. That, that is very impressive. If Battle right gets 5,000 because the game cost them. That means at least... Six, it peaked at 6,700, so at least 6,700 people were okay with paying that $18 up front, so good job. Battle Wait, how do, you, how do you get the thing where it's you get everything unlocked? If you forever? buy now. If you buy if early you buy access now. now. Oh, well, the choice is clear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, doing, they're off to a really strong start, and I do wish them luck because it's the company that made us. The Stunlock Studios are the guys that made Bloodline Champions. A interesting game, innovative for the time, very similar to Battle Royale. It just didn't succeed though, and I, I was always rooting for it because they were doing something different. You know, it's so I'm hoping Battle Royale does well. It was a, it was played a lot in Riot when I was there. Like a lot of people played it in Riot. Really? I, I played I played Bloodline too, but not that much. Not as much as like everyone else, but yeah. I was, originally uh, people said it was really good. They they were fans of it. So mm -hmm. I was originally skeptical on how well it would do. Um. And I know it's too late to change my opinion after seeing the numbers, right? But 5,000 is very good. And another indicator I know is I know girls who want to play this game. That's how you know if a game has mass appeal or not. Okay, but girls, the girls play League. Because their oh, no. other friends are playing, you know? They're, I don't well, know. We'll see how I mean, long they stay. They don't play other games just because their friends are playing. Like Overwatch. Girls like playing Overwatch. Because they got waifus in Overwatch. Overwatch yeah. is cute characters. Oh, so I'm just saying. If, if, if girls want to play it, it, it means it has more mass appeal than... Should, should I get this somewhere? Or are, are, are Don't worry, sure. I'll hook you up with a, with a free key. All right, all right. All right we, got, we got the pull. So wait, awesome. are we doing Sunday Funday for this? Or? I'm down if you guys are down. 
I think it'll just be more relevant, and then we can just do the Marvel Heroes next time. Alright, it, it is this so is actually decided. New. All right. It will be Battle Right. Alright, hook something. me up! Alright, I'll hook you up. I think I gave you your key as well. Yeah, yeah I need a key too, more. Right. As we far should, as uh, we should stream it after. Can you stream or is it like? A... Yeah, no, no, it's out. You can stream. You can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. We should we should we should stream after the. the... Well, after the podcast, I'll find I might have to do something, but we gotta go oh, shopping. Right. Anyway, <laughs> other things we've been playing. My turn. I've played Battle Right this week as well. I've been playing some FF14 again. Finally, had some more free time. I got awesome game. It's I'm gushing about it because it it does a lot of things right. I don't want to gush too much about it though. It's it's a standard MMORPG experience, but it's just really, really polished. I also finished watching uh, Torador this week in the, on the anime department. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. It's my, that's been my week. Cool. Lovely week. Lovely week. Gumby, your turn. I hit 110 in Legion. Wow. It's taken me a lot longer than everyone else because I, uh, I do things, uh, unfortunately, other than just get to play Legion. But I had a lot of fun leveling. It's the most fun I've had playing WoW since Burning Crusade. I would say it's better than Wrath of the Lich King as a leveling experience. Mm -hmm. Even though it's largely like a single-player campaign, you know, you're just around people. I got ganked constantly because I'm on a PvP server. And I played the Demon Hunter, and I loved it. Uh, Demon Hunters are the one of the most versatile classes I've ever played uh, in terms of getting around a map uh, because they had, can double jump and glide mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I was always the kind of guy who liked to to go places I wasn't supposed to. I found a few mountains that are hollow I could walk through. So I had a lot of fun. Uh, I have a, a, a dear, all these websites have done like journal entries, like my Legion journal, day eight. So I have a dear diary <laughs> coming out for Legion on the site soon about my thoughts, uh, a fictional account, but an honest thoughts about Legion. I think it's, um, I think they did an excellent job and I'm not surprised that people are going out are leaving uh, Blizzard that worked on World of Warcraft, if that's what the case is, uh, because it really is. It, it's definitely the high moment for them. Uh, so just in a general sense, yeah, hot, really enjoying it. Uh, the one thing I will say is that uh, all the pre-Legion <laughs> content is kind of, just forget about it. Don't think about it. That's why they give you that free 100 boost. Like, as mm -hmm. I tried leveling 1 to 100 at the beginning and it just... It wasn't. It wasn't fun. <laughs> Free Legion kind of just isn't as fun. Uh, and I did get to see Suramar, which is the final zone. It's kind of cool that they lock off a zone until you hit max level. And very, very pretty. So yep, I've streamed it a bit too. Uh, got a little distracted though both times. Great, great expansion. Great job, Blizz. We'll see how it shapes up in the coming months though, with the raids. Mm -hmm. Cool. Matt, all yours. Alright, so I've been playing Dragon's Dogma the past few days, Dragon's Dogma Online, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. It doesn't quite feel like any other MMO I've ever played. I mean, it's like, they literally took a console game and threw it online, basically. And it's it's pretty cool. They have, like, I play as this character, the, this class called the Shield Sage, right? And with the Shield Sage, you have a shield that you attack things with, and then you have, like, a rod is what they call it, but it's basically, like, a metal wand that you use to, like, do support abilities like um you can slow things or you can put them to sleep but you have to like hold it over them for a certain amount of time and as you level up the skill it'll slowly become a like quicker rate at which they're put to sleep or they're like slowed but um it, it's pretty cool um oh right the shield sage right so what you can do is you hit them with the shield and you can like the first hit will just kind of hit them but then you can launch them into the air with the second hit. And as they're coming back down, if you time it right, you can hit them again and knock them away from you. And it's pretty cool. Is it non-targeted? Because it looks kind of non-targeted. It's non-targeted. Okay. Ooh. 
And with um, cats playing a hunter, I think it's called, or a ranger, and um, with that you actually have to like aim, and you can eventually get like a sight ability where you can like zoom in even further and aim at things. And then they have big bosses that you can literally jump onto and like attack. Shadow the Colossus here. Yeah, kind of like that, but without the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's pretty cool. It's just the only thing is it's heavily instanced. The only real open world zone is the main city. And then once you go out of the main city, it's all instanced out. It's your own world. And you bring people on a party into your world. And they can all do quests with you. But you have to like go back into your own instance at some point and level up your areas so that you can unlock more stuff. I see. So is this game out? Or are you playing like a Japanese version or something? I'm playing the Japanese version. Okay, that's what I see. There's no word on English release date just yet. Just eventually that it might come here. Cool. Right, that's cool. Shu, uh, you've been missing in action, so I don't know what, what, what have you been playing besides being missing in action. Uh, I've been mostly playing um, Onward, which is a VR shooter. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that sounds it's, cool. Uh, it's been mostly what I've been doing. It's kind of like a weird combination of like Counter Strike. It's four v four format, but it's a uh, kind of like Counter Strike where there's like uh, one team has to defend and the other team has to to. Uh, you have to go to the objective and what you have was, to type in this What was code. the name again of the game? Onward. Onward. And okay. uh, it's 44, and like a lot of the maps aren't super polished because it's only one guy making the game, but it's probably, I want to say, one of the most popular VR games on Steam. I mean, if you guys can verify that, you guys are better at no, that it, than it I is, am. It is, it, is, it is the most popular VR game on Steam. Yeah. It's an indie developed title. So, so, uh, for yeah, Oculus. It, it, mm-hmm. Boo. Oculus, but yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I've actually been streaming it a lot on a MMO, so you can kind of check out their our Twitch stream. I play it a lot, and the gameplay is really interesting because it's it's everything feels real. Like you actually have to pull your gun off your chest. When you reload, you have to like pull the mag out and then put the new one in and cock the gun. So it's like, it's a lot. It's pretty immersive. And then like when you hear shots like flying over your head, it's mm-hmm. like really like stressful. And um, you have a lot of instances where, like, like you know, enemies throw a grenade, like your entire team's like running away from it, or like one guy's down, and then like everyone is like screaming for help, and then <laughs> you have your other guy like suppressed, like someone else. It's it's really fun. It really is probably the most um, immersive FPS experience for um, Vive right now, and it, it takes full advantage of like motion controls. Like you mm-hmm. can even uh, um, you can even go prone in the game by actually going prone. And, and since I play sniper, I actually do it a lot. Like I just, I'll, I'll climb up on top of a like a tall mountain, and then there'll be like a bush, and I'll hide in the bush, and I'll go prone, and I'll so snipe people. You'll camp like an asshole for like ten minutes, right? <laughs> that, that's the vibe I'm getting, Shio. Uh, well, I'm, I've, I've been, I kill myself sometimes if like my whole entire team wipes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like drag it out too long. I, it is funny because like your team can hear you, and um, I was in that situation where I was sniping on top of a hill. My entire team gets wiped, right? Because they mm-hmm. get rushed. I pull my pistol out, and I'm like, I can't do it, man. I can't. I can't. And it's funny that I'm like, Wait, yeah, and can you, you actually kill yourself by like pointing the? Your... You can. You point. Yeah. You you pull the pistol. Oh, out, you man. point it at your face, and then you uh, shoot it. And the uh, it has everything too. It has like you know you have your grenade slot. You have like a knife. Oh man, when you get a knife kill in honor, it's crazy. It's like you actually roll up and you just like start stabbing people. 
We talked really about this, I think, last week when I when I talked about the games. You actually have to pull out your grenade and pull the pin, you know? You have to put your other yeah. gun away, pull out the grenade, pull the pin, and actually physically throw the grenade, too. So it's very... Yeah. It captured a lot of the realism and do, do the VR really well for an indie game, which makes me very hopeful for these AAA games eventually when the install base is big. Yeah, and I was going to say, for someone who hasn't experienced it, I haven't played this game yet on VR, but watching, like, the gameplay trailer, it... This seems like one of those games that you have to experience because based on yes. the video, like a yeah. 2D video, it looks awful. Video looks it awful. looks like literally like Counter Strike 1.5, you know? Like yes, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure and when you, you actually I mean, have look it. Look at on. this guy. He's like pulling like like his syringe out to like kill. To like kill. You only get one of those, by the way. But he's like pulling it out. Um, and if you have like an ally that's on the ground but not dead, they can still talk. So like when you're dead, like you can actually like like talk, and you can actually hear the enemies too when they're talking. So oh, like a radio. that's cool. There's a radio you can use, but like a lot of the times, like you know, you'll hear somebody like like talking, and you'll know like there's a guy in the building. And a lot of times, my team will make hand signals so that they can't hear us. Like like okay, they're they're in this building, and you'll, yeah, you'll if point. you talk, they'll hear this local you know voice. Yeah, yeah, there's local voice. So so, you know, you'll 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 point like in the direction that they are. You'll try to like sh describe how many people you're using your hands because you can actually see like mm -hmm. the full model and like the hand and stuff. And a lot of times there's like a lot of like when you're playing with a really, really solid team that communicates, there's a lot of really coordinated plays. Like I played with a, a guy once and he used like a like, you know, those machine guns that have like a, a huge clip. Mm -hmm. And we knew there was a guy behind this wall and he just sprayed the wall down. So the guy couldn't couldn't leave. Right. Because like if you're suppressed in the game, you move slower. So like you can just hear like crack, 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 like over your head as somebody's shooting. So he just sprayed that. And then like two of us walked around and just shot him in the back and he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> It's a, a very of... cool game. You have to experience yeah. it, though. Again, the videos don't do it justice. It's you know most of these VR experiences, the videos don't do it justice. So if you think most you're sucking the video, you know it's because you haven't tried it yet. You have to play it. Most and, of them, the graphics don't look great yet. They really yeah. need to work on that. Yeah. Actually, when you're in the game, game, when you're in the game, the graphics look really good. Like the look guns. Better. better. They're still not great. They look better though. Yeah. So uh, so. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I just also wanted to before we moved on too far, I wanted to throw out. I think every shooter needs localized. Uh, Mm -hmm. voice chat at this point like anything that's a tactical shooter like counter-strike or anything if you're gonna be using voice chat it needs to be localized that's it, it needs to be at this point i agree with that I, and i don't think it should CSGO be hasn't done it it yeah. really should not be exclusive to um shooters either i think almost uh, even mmorpgs today imagine just walking around and like hey man can you help me kill these boards it's so much easier than stopping typing you know no you're right it'd be awesome if you had more RPGs with the local voice chat that's also, really cool and like rust and stuff why not have it there you know when oh, you're matt, leveling you might... oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. i was gonna say oh matt you might really like this but the the game actually has radios they're like located on your left shoulder you like press it to like talk to your team at long distance but what you can do is like say there's an enemy you can shoot him like to the point where he's not dead but he's like out of commission and you can just listen to his radio like as this team is talking so you, you actually leave him alive just to hear his radio. And That's you can hear, cool. like, his team saying. <laughs> and, like, there was, like, one time. Because you, you can still talk while you're down on the radio. And I walked into a building. And then, like, I shot this guy. And so I was going to go take the building he was he was in. So I walked up. And he was still alive because I can hear him talking to his team, right? And he's like, he's like, he's coming up the stairs. He's coming up the stairs. I can see him now. I can see him now. And I was like, I crouched down. And I went, shh. I pulled out my knife. And I stabbed him. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. But but if you guys kind of want to see like kind of how intense it is in game, I'll stream it later today after podcast, and you guys can see my reactions. All right, All right. sounds good. We got we got to seize this over to the probably the biggest controversy of the week. So I, I know I, I actually want to talk about this for a while too, but. It's uh, it, it's made the rounds throughout the internet, and I'm sure we're all very opinionated people here. So we're all gonna 
I think we're all going to take one side, but we'll see if we do or not. Digital Homicide, the indie studio, sues various Steam users for leaving negative reviews on Steam for their games. Instantly, what do you guys feel? Knee-jerk reactions, guys. Give me your knee-jerk reactions. All right, knee-jerk reactions. They're just... All right, first, I'm so surprised it got as far as it did because the, the judge actually ordered uh, Steam to hand over those reviewers' real identities and, like, their address and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that's... Oh, wait, he did? Yeah, but, well, now it's up to Steam to respond. Like, Steam can, like, like I guess, appeal it or contest yeah. it. So I don't know where that's going. But... I think it's insane that this company, this this studio, would go this far. Like I think so too. I this just, is like this is suicide. Like yeah, nobody they were granted getting... a subpoena that forced Valve to reveal their identities. Yep. Like who's gonna want to host your games now? Like nobody's gonna want. Steam removed their games, uh, but I think it goes beyond that. I think they opened themselves a uh, internet shitstorm. Like so many people, like because here's the thing: like when you're a company like this, Digital Homicide, there's not an anonymity. Like people can find your address, for, you know, all this stuff. So I think these guys are going to be rightfully harassed on Twitter. He's going to be harassed in real life, maybe. Uh, and I have no sympathy for him at that point. Because he, he kind of opened Pandora's box of internet trolley hate him, hate them. I just, I looked at this and I went, oh, digital homicide and laughed. Because their saga has been hilariously bad. I mean, the entire saga. And I'm looking at it now and I use the exact phraseology in the article. But their entire saga has just been a shitstorm of some of the worst PR that has ever happened to any company. It's remarkable how... And the thing is, like, their games are shovelware. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. So their games are just garbage. Pure, unadulterated trash. I've seen gameplay videos for a handful of them. And they are worse. They're, they're worse than, like, Unity demos or just demo games. They're nothing. They're garbage. How, how do you... How does this guy expect to make money making games if he can't, like, make something half-decent? And it's not about how much work you put in either, because I actually watched a video where the man uh, behind Digital Homicide, forgot his name, it's on his website, though. Robert, James Romain? Yeah, Romain. He was, the, the, the guy who, the guy, the, the representative, one of the brothers who owns Digital Homicide, he was actually having an interview, one-on-one -on -one discussion with Jim Sterling, another critic he sued for $10 million. And it was a discussion. Unfortunately, Jim Sterling, uh, probably at the you know, he did not defend his, himself well. He did not articulate his points very well. So in that interview, obviously, Digital Homicide won. He won that discussion because the other side was kind of very poorly presenting the case. But I, I heard his defense. Basically, Digital Homicide is really pissed off that people like Jim Sterling, these critics, are absolutely trashing his game by un, unfairly trashing his game and saying, you know, it takes no work when he says he puts, like, he says he puts so much time into them. He puts hundreds of thousands of lines of code. He puts hours and hours of effort. And for him to just instantly dismiss it, he's actually hurting him financially. He's doing damages to him and other indie developers by just bashing their games. That's his argument on why. Uh, maybe he should find a different job because he's making something which is, is part of the arena of criticism. If he can't handle it, then... Uh... Fuck off. I, I don't think the number of hours worked is a defense. If you suck no, at something, not. if you suck at something, I don't care how many hours you pour into it. It's still it's still less work done than someone who's good at it working for 10 minutes. You know, like That's such a key point. Digital Homicide, if you're listening to this podcast, you suck at making games. I don't yeah. care how many hours you've tried. Quit. You're awful. Also, your friend is a lawyer lied to you. You're not going to get shit. At least I hope not because it's it's it would be a total offense to, I mean, to uh, criticism. 
the um the other thing though i mean like it, it should be noted that they dumped a shit ton of games on Greenlight, right mm. and they literally had five versions of the one game they made that was like some like galaga type thing that was like sea based and basically all they did was reskin the enemies for each yep. different and it was five different games <laughs> they were selling them as five different games it was so bad I mean, look at their look at their website. I have it on the stream right now. It's horrible. I mean, this this person. I'm mean, honestly, he might have a mental like you know IQ deficiency or something. Like this guy is not intelligent. He's not an intelligent man. Like, I, I, how can you make this website in 2016? Like, I don't I don't get it. It's disgusting. If you can't make a website, which is much easier than making a game, forget it. You just you just don't have the capacity to do it. It's okay. Maybe you are. Maybe you're a better poet than you are a programmer. Maybe this is not your field. You know, maybe okay. you're a janitor, you know? Maybe you're just supposed to clean toilets. I mean, just Wait, find your calling. This is a calling. terrible website. Holy shit. Dude, I like to flank a new bundle with over 50 games of villain. I just like I flank on both sides. We geos to these boys. Dude, dude, maybe, maybe, hey guys, check this out. Maybe he made this for like the old square monitors, right? And then he added those at the side because he couldn't fill, uh, you know, he made it widescreen, you know? It's like a widescreen conversion. <laughs> also, his defense too is always like he's trying to like defend himself on his website. He shows a picture of like basically he's saying Steam was not Steam was being in, uncooperative. They were harassing reviews, harassing comments that Steam didn't remove, right? And he gives an example where somebody says, I want to murder every single person responsible for this. And he links, I guess, some gameplay of, of one of the shitty games, right? Look, this is the fucking internet. Okay, if somebody says, I want to murder everyone responsible for this, it's the internet. He doesn't literally want to murder you. Like, and that's his defense. Is, oh, I'm being harassed. He said, I want to murder everybody involved in this. Like, come on. How old are you? Like, do you not know how the internet works? People say shit like this all the time. It's just the internet lingo. It, oh. You're, he's being a child. Yeah, also, I just well, want to um, you, you missed the worst part, though. They think they're part of a hate group. Come on. Nobody cares about you that much, right? You're not that important. To be a part of a hate group. To be against hate can, we, can we just take a moment to appreciate what a lovely moment in time we live in? I'm looking at the official court documents filed, right? Mm -hmm. Plaintiffs. Plaintiffs, okay? Jane slash Joe, <laughs> aka Steam user Demon Sword. Demon Sword? <laughs> <laughs> this is on an official this is on an official court document. Demon Sword, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth in this thing? Swear to God. Full screen that. Full screen that. Alright. That's pretty funny. Oh my god, this is hilarious. Oh, wait, I want to see more. Sword is getting sued, boys. There's more, there's more, yeah. Look at, there's, the, other uh, Look at the other ones. Nathanos. Nathos. Machu Jones. Uh, Alright, keep going, keep going. J-Dude-330. J-Dude-330. <laughs> oh god, this is a This is a serious court case, guys. <laughs> Drakmore. Oh man. User Toon Vlux. Brandino, John144, I love it. Oh god, there's more! Oh, that was an actual John Doe. <laughs> What's unfortunate, the, the court is so removed from this that I think they have no idea what they're looking at right now. Mm -hmm. But now it'll, it'll, you know, this is going to set some kind of precedent. This scroll, never, down, scroll down, I want to see if I'm on there. Has this ever happened before? No, right? No one's ever been sued over Steam reviews, as no. far as I know. No, I don't think so it's this ever is definitely going to set some type of precedent for... Yeah. Uh, future uh, lawsuits. I mean, I think I, don't, I think this guy doesn't this is Kotaku, right? I'm looking. This guy's an idiot. He's in, he's going to get himself in so much trouble. His his life is basically ruined cuz look, yep. it's a court document, right? It's a public. So you can see his email address, his his phone number or his address, and you know he's going to get the, you know, the uh 4chan army, you know, something awful. Oh, yeah. 
All those guys are just gonna d destroy his life. Like he's gonna have to move. That's a fact. Uh, no sympathy for this guy. Honestly, yeah. zero sympathy. Well, Hopefully I do. Asshole. I do have pity for the stupid. I gotta say, but what are you gonna do? I want you to show off some of his gameplay. So that's actually one of the Jim Sterling videos where he shows off some of the gameplay. Go ahead and put that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Hmm. This is this is his game. Wow. Yeah, my favorite. My favorite thing, imagine, like, I wish somebody who left that negative review was like Big Dick Bandit 337. <laughs> so if that appeared in the court document, like, uh, Big Dick Bandit 337 is being sued. Like, AKA, uh, Steam user, aka Hitler did nothing wrong, 69. <laughs> Bailiff reads out, is uh, Hitler did nothing wrong, 447 present? <laughs> I don't know, man. Look at those lighting effects. This is, this is real shit here. Okay, okay. You, you know this game looks like? This game looks like a VR game that's not VR. <laughs> <laughs> it looks trash. And it is trash. Oh. And, uh, Did you see that dodge roll animation? What is that? It doesn't just look like a shitty VR game, but it's like it's it's worse because it's not actually in VR. It's like without yeah. the gimmick. It looks awful. It looks like someone slapped together pre-made assets and then called it a well, game. That, that, that is exactly what he did, actually. And he got a lot of hate, a lot of flack for using Unity assets, which I don't think is anything. There's no problem with using Pre-made Use it well. Yeah, use it well. There's no problem with it. You just do it, you know? Why is the guy looking to the side? Dude, I don't know uh, what's going on. But it's, it's No, remarkable. you have to put slaughtering grounds on. That's the true horror. That's the true horror? All right. So it seems you guys have actually heard of some of these guys. These companies. I, I honestly never heard of Digital Homicide. Me this whole I, thing. I've, I've heard, heard of some, yeah. Story. I heard of slaughtering oh, no. grounds before. I reviewed slaughtering grounds, and I sent oh. the guy the review, right? Mm -hmm. And I said... I'm sorry, man. It was just not good. And he goes, that's okay. I was only involved for like three days to put in the code for the networking. The networking was like the worst part of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Right, also, I want, let's talk about his point a little bit more because I did watch there was an hour-long interview between the guy at Digital Homicide and Jim Sterling. Unfortunately, honestly, Jim Sterling just did not I, – I, he did not defend himself well at all. I wish really? he any of no, us on instead. He was really bad defending himself and articulating his points. So he made Digital Homicide Jim was having good. a bad day. Jim I, was having a bad I'm day. Mixed, I'm mixed on Jim Sterling. Like, he's obviously into games and stuff, but, yeah, but I don't know if he articulates himself as well. He as did he not articulate himself at all. Maybe he doesn't well articulate himself people. Uh, maybe it's the solo thing that works. Every time that I've ever watched anything by Jim Sterling, I've just looked at it and gone, this guy is an asshole. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I like him for thing. that, though. That's fine. That's his, that's his you know, his thing. Stick. His spiel. Stick. No, but I mean, not not in a good way. You know what I mean? Just uh, like, really? for the sake of being an asshole. That that's what it comes across as to me. And so his point is also he was arguing, you know, in that interview that the game costs nine. Basically, Jim says the game sucks. And he's like the game the game costs ninety nine cents. You know, if you go to the arcade, you pay twenty five cents, you get ten minutes of game time. You know, if you buy one of my games, you know, and it goes on sale for thirteen cents sometimes. If you pay thirteen cents for my game, that's a good deal. You know, even if you play for like ten minutes, it's a good deal. But that's beyond the point. Your games still suck. It doesn't matter what they, what they cost. They're bad games. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, could there possibly be, just uh, abstractly, I guess, a, a countersuit because these games were advertised as something they weren't? Or were they always... I wonder if they were always advertised properly. Uh, I don't think they, they showed off gameplay in the in the Steam trailers. I think they were... I think you know, you, you're allowed to sell shitty games, you know? If, if you make shitty games, you're allowed to sell them. You think this maybe signals a a crackdown on on shit, or this is just, or I think to me, from what I can tell, Steam would have never done anything if Digital Homicide had just kept their mouths shut, and also yes. people yes. wouldn't even know about yeah. this. 
See, the thing with digital homicides is they Streisand themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And when you Streisand yourself, it's when you draw attention to yourself, when you're trying not to, to draw attention to yourself. And so now they're done. So uh, I don't think this will have a, a repercussion for anyone else. What do you guys think? I think this is an isolated case. Isolated uh, case. I think this is 100% about suing their users. Yep. I think this guy basically is a hobby like developer, right? He just wants, and he, he's basically charging a dollar or two or whatever for his tech demos, right? And he puts them on mm -hmm. Steam. And I, I guess he just took, he rubbed them the wrong way when people judge his products as actual games, which that's how he presented it. This is it. literally the same game we just watched earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different, you know, skin. I, honestly, I think, you know, it's like a, basically it's like a DeviantArt page. You know, he's putting his little shitty like amateur <laughs> projects <laughs> yeah, online. That's fair, that's yeah. Fair. But, whoa, whoa, don't but, insult DeviantArt. No, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. But I think he just needs to realize that, you know, this is not Bioshock, right? So if when people buy this thinking they're getting a, a game rather than a demo or like some gimmick, like they get, they're mad. Some people get mad and they, and they say stupid internet shit like, you know, uh, uh, I wish this house gets covered in poop or something. You know, like, like people just internet speak. It's not an actual threat, right? Yeah. But here's the funny part. By suing these people, he is going to get real death threats now on Twitter or whatever, right? So he just yeah. kind of ruined himself. I, like, it baffles me that he just doesn't understand internet enough to realize what he's done to himself. No, I'm pretty sure he regards these as real games. But that's the thing. He regards them as real games. So he's crazy. Yeah. All right. that's, that's or maybe, it. maybe I mean, like, I, I mean, if if Pac-Man came out now, we'd be like, "What is this shit? Is this a real game?" Yeah, you know, like, that's true. It's it's maybe maybe well, it's just maybe that's his era. I don't know. What is this wife punching it's game? What is this? I like this. I like this. You get cash money for it. <laughs> what are we seeing on the stream? What? You guys, what was that? He was like slapping like a girl and like getting cash money from it. Like, go back, please. I missed it. All right, all right I'll go back. All right, here we go. Here we go. It's, it's actually funny that you mentioned Pac Man, though, because Pac Man Championship Edition 2 just came out and it is not doing well. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that one. One more thing I want to say. It's actually. Oh pretty, my god. It's look, pretty look, remarkable. Look. He's getting cash money from it. Yeah, <laughs> Extracted cash, estimated cash? <laughs> what the fuck? What is this? All right, but, uh, it's like Detroit video game. I like how it was just kind of like like added in at the end too. Like, like what the hell? All right, there's actually there's a pretty funny um thing at the interview. I kind of wish I could show you the exact moment, but basically at, towards the end of the interview, uh, the digital homicide guy was basically saying, you know, you're gonna get sued for doing what you do one day. Uh, it might not be me, but it might be some other studio that's gonna get pissed off of all the shit you're doing. You know, but he said he also said that Jim Sterling. Uh, he got his group of haters on the internet to all leave shitty reviews on Steam. Like, they bombed him, you know? Yeah. He, he's saying he incited it, but he's saying he didn't do that, right? He said, it might not be me, but somebody's going to sue you one day, right? He's pissed off the digital homicide, uh, the homicide guy. And, and Jim Sterling just laughs. He's just like, <laughs> right? He gave this laugh. And the guy's like, you better be, you, you shouldn't be laughing. It's going to happen. You know, you, you're going to see. Probably not going to be, it might not be us, but you're going to get big enough one day and you're going to get sued and you're going to lose. Wow. And like it's so funny that that was that was literally in July 11th of 2015. So I guess he realized nobody's gonna sue him. So he's like, I gotta do it, you know. Okay. I guess he felt offended. And I, you know, I can tell this guy's actually retarded. He's he's one of those guys. He filed the complaint himself. He's representing himself in court. Oh, what oh yeah, an yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. <laughs> like that's important <laughs> to keep in mind because it tells you that it's not serious. Because like he's he he's, can't afford a lawyer. He can't afford a lawyer. He he he's just dumb and he thinks he can like. Do it. I don't know. It's it's crazy. You're wasting I, your time, piece of shit. I do think he's a of low intelligence. That is my humble yeah, opinion, yeah, based on the facts surrounding this case. Oh, you gotta get sued now, Amir. You know, if you want to sue me for calling him uh, of low intelligence, in my opinion, that is my character judgment. 
He's free to judge me however please, he likes. Please sue the website so we can trend a little bit. All right? Just yeah, sue yeah, the yeah. website. Yeah, have at it. I would love to just demolish. You know, I, I, I invite you to the MOS.com podcast, Digital yeah. Homicide. You will be shut oh, up. Really? <laughs> yeah, bring him in. Omer, you got to tell him 1v1, okay? No lawyers on each side. The kick 1v1 me, no lawyers either side, all right? I'll tango. Uh, I got, Omer, I got my dukes up. Meet behind Starbucks. You, Shirts off. And he will sue you. <laughs> That's all right. There's nothing wrong getting sued. When you get sued, you know you're an adult. That's how you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rite of passage when you get sued, all right? Fun fact, Omer and I are both getting sued, but I don't want to go into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm jealous. I'm still a child. Wait, you actually are? Yes. Okay. Not related to this, though. No, so, not, okay. not related so, to the nothing internet. Gaming, nothing video yeah. game related. It's already cost us like 20 grand, by the way. See? That's the joys of getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. But... Enjoy spending your money, digital homicide. <laughs> I, I like that uh, Fiddy game. He says, 1v1, no lawyers, Fox, no items, final destination. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Fine, digital homicide. I challenge you to Fox, 1v1, one stock, final destination. We settle who's right based on who wins, all right? If I win, you drop the lawsuit. If you win, we support you or give you some money, okay? I'm, 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 whoa, whoa. All right, let's go. Are we, are we talking melee, brawl? Are we talking here? 100% melee, 100% all melee. Right, all, right, all, right. I just, all right. I like how you guys just dropped in there that you're getting sued, though. Like, I came up. Some, Sean <laughs> mentioned it. Sorry. <laughs> well, because I, do with I was once talked no by, by, a, by a fool that getting sued makes me an adult. So, so I'm an adult. I almost, said, I almost said wise there. Wow. It is, but honestly, I think it's a great move that Steam took the initiative of removing all their games on Steam and saying that Digital Homicide is hostile to our users. Honestly, I, I wish Steam just bullies the shit out of Digital Homicide now for being assholes. They protect their, their users. They, they counter sue for, for damages. They, I, want, I, would, I would love Valve. Gaben. I would love Big Gaben even more if he just, you know, Big gave Gaben. Digital Homicide the big dick. A big clap for, for Val for stepping up to the plate when need be. I do expect Val to help them out though, because again, the idea that you can sue people for leaving negative reviews on your on your games, grow up. It would destroy the entire industry if you could sue for every negative review. It would. Hey, do, I want to. I want to yeah. see Steam putting up an item on Dota 2 that is going to go towards the, helping the people in the lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, but, Dude, but, how much would yeah. that sell? That would sell so much. Come on. Mm -hmm. Look at the look at that other comment on, on digitalhomicide.ninja, his official website, and like this guy left the comment saying not even, not even a review. He just left something on the on this a comment I think on the forum saying this game is extremely something 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 and extremely gay. Like this is the internet. How is this surprising that people are gonna leave comments like this? Deal with it. You know, if your yeah. game is good, if a couple of retards leave negative reviews, it doesn't matter. Okay, you don't have to use Steam if you don't like their their review process. Simple as that. But yeah, this guy is this guy's an asshole. There it is. I, I, I hope he steps on a, on a Lego, on multiple Legos. Uh, he's already. I bet he's already. I bet he's already regretting all this. To be honest. Oh, 100 percent. He has to be. It's an internet shitstorm, and he deserves every every tiny bit of it. Oh, there's that. I'm glad we all we all collectively shat on. Uh, digital could Homicide any of together. us have defended him? I mean, no, realistically, no. could any of us actually defend? This I don't think so. So what are we gonna do? Yeah, here's the problem though. You know, it's one thing. You know, obviously, some of these comments are like, "Oh, he should kill himself, etc." But his product is so awful that you can't defend it. Like, <laughs> so th those comments are actually justified. Exactly. If they weren't there, somebody should have left them. <laughs> like, if he's really selling these games and he honestly thinks they're like 
release worthy games, right? Like real games. So his Maybe... argument is, are they worth 17 cents? So no, there's a hundred free to play games. Why would you, you know, oh, no, the... yeah, it's, it's garbage. It, yeah. It, it's worth negative money. It takes up space and time. Exactly. It's so no defense. You know, every time the Steam has had a sale, it broke and supposedly gives you negative money. I've never gotten money from it. I have never money? gotten negative money from Steam either. Right, let's move on to something a little more cheerful. I know where you played the Battlefield 1 beta. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, actually. Battlefield 1 uh, actually is the biggest beta in EA's history. They got, I think, something like 13 million people tried the game. Uh, that's a lot. And that actually beats Overwatch, uh, the size of Overwatch beta. Which had so, about nine million, nine point. Yeah, nine, about ten, almost ten, almost ten million. Nine point seven million, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so my question now is: Is this a sign that people really do want more realistic graphics than the stylized graphics? I think so this has to do is, with yeah. One battlefield games always are big, right? Every year they get big. Every 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 new one I think is pretty much bigger. And two, World War One. I. I think so yeah, many people. So many people are tired of what the tactical shooter, the World War II shooter was kind of the, overdone. The modern modern warfare is like that's overdone. Yeah, I'm so yeah. done with modern. Yeah, so I think I think this is just pent up demand for a for a triple A World War One shooter, something different shooter. You know, that's mm -hmm. really what it is. Well, to be fair, I think Verdun did really well, and that's an indie World War One shooter. So well, I, guess I mean, even if, yeah, right. imagine how well Verdun did Verdun. for being you know a clunky. I, I played Verdun very long ago, like when it first came out in early access or whatever. It was okay, right? It was good. But obviously, you can't compare it to the the budget that like EA has, right? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so I think it's just a World War One thing. I mean, a lot of people have said that this feels like nothing like World War One, but I'm sitting there like, who cares? Look yeah. at this sandstorm. Look at the mustard gas. It's like this is crazy fun. Look yeah, at that rude sandstorm. Oh, oh Mary, she told a story of like when you and me on this cavalry and they had a sandstorm. We were running through it. No one could oh, see us. When, when the sandstorm oh, in the game, too, you're on cavalry, you can get so many kills because. You can't die from snipers and people from long range blowing you up. So the, the horse is actually remarkably effective. The cavalry is super effective in the sandstorm. I, think I, I, I was like 14 and 0 on the horse, yeah. just getting horse. Me, I wish I recorded me and, that. Me and Omer were like in formation. Like we just rode like behind their line and just cut everyone up. That sounds awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> it's super fun. And then when our sandstorm died, we were like, no. <laughs> fun fact, guys. In, in uh, Battlefield 1, you can actually play as the Turks. The Turks were a belligerent in uh world war one they did and, it and they speak turkish the soldiers will speak turkish like reloading or whatever so you guys can all learn turkish <laughs> we can learn the nine words of turkish that they actually use yes exactly all right i, I really want to play that level yeah. though i can't wait for some of the cool levels they add like i wish they do like a constantinople level like with it's the siege of because mm -hmm. you know how in other battlefields they did like they did levels for like even for battles that didn't actually happen, but like they were areas. Mm -hmm. Like so, yeah. It's Constantinople never actually got attacked, but it'd be really cool if they added a level like that. I think. Yeah, I, I just watched weapons. this up down on stream, and damn, I mean, it looks so satisfying to take that thing down. Well, I'm excited. I, I'll most I'm almost certainly gonna buy it based on how many hours I played in the beta. I played a lot of hours in the beta, even though it's gonna get wiped. I was level like high 30s, low 40s. So There's I got levels. My time in. Wait, there's levels in Battlefield? Yeah, as you play, you gain levels, and then those levels give you war bonds, which you can be used as currency to unlock like new weapons. Every class has like eight different oh, primary weapons, like that's ten, pretty cool. ten different primary weapons, ten different pistols. You can mix and match accessories. There's actually a lot you can do. So you do want to be able to level up. And, if you play medic a lot, you can unlock medic levels too, separate from regular levels, and those can be used to unlock specific medic guns. 
So there is that sense of progression, which is nice. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I want to seize this over to uh, a discussion on MRPGs again, because this is the MMOs.com podcast. And I want to bring up Final Fantasy again, because a major patch is coming for Final Fantasy. Shoe, you might be excited too. Final oh, Fantasy yeah? 14 patch 3.4 Soul Surrender. Check out that video. It's like an eight-minute video. You can show off some of it. Obviously, new dungeons, new content, a lot of good stuff. But Shu, get this. They're finally adding PvP duels. Oh, oh yeah? PvP oh, duels? There were no duels in this game? There were no duels in Final Fantasy uh, 14 up until now. Until That's September, crazy. Until September 27th, 2016. It is, they had PvP. They had this, some like 4v4, some arena PvP stuff, right? But they didn't have duels. It's just so weird. That, like, yeah, even, most, che- yeah. even all those cheap like Chinese games where you just right-click, duel. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a generic feature these days in MMORPGs. In Korean games too, you know, you think yeah. you right-click on somebody, you duel. Because I remember like... Sh- she was like, when I first got it, she was joking, let's duel, let's duel. She, I'm like, oh, well, fine, let's go. And then, not JK, there's no duels in this game. What? There's no duels? Come on. <laughs> I heard that um, yeah, PvP was unbalanced in Final Fantasy. Are they rebalancing it with the launch of duels? Well, I mean, who had cares? PvP before, who cares, anyway. to be honest? Like, who cares? Don't like, skills for, for duels, duels, it doesn't matter, really. Also, wasn't, like, spells do different things if it's PvP versus PvE? So I think they balance it differently. So they're not worried about the same like level of damage it'll do in PVE because it's a whole different thing for PvP. That's what uh, I think Witchy or Asami told me earlier. So it is uh, obviously they're thinking about balance, and I'm I'm excited for the one v one duels because in a lot of games you don't really a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't participate in the like arena stuff, but they will just do duels against their friends. It's just fun. You yeah, know, you yeah. Love with your friend, you want to fight them. It's, yeah, it's dueling isn't about comp- yeah, it's not about being competitive. Yeah. It's just about little gimmicky fun like you know things. I don't think perfect balance there matters at all either. I mean, it's just, it's just a fun thing to have. It just makes the game feel more complete. Yep. I'm kind of hoping to add more uh, Golden Saucer stuff too because I got into the Golden Saucer earlier and it, it is a lot of fun. It's amazing that other like MMORPGs don't add things like the Golden Saucer. I think one of Final Fantasy XIV's strongest points is like everything outside the core gameplay. Because the core gameplay, I think, just is, is it, isn't unique and it's not like amazing, but everything surrounding the game is amazing that it makes that okay too and the golden saucer is a place you play a lot of mini games and you get you get you basically can earn tokens that you can use and they're called mgps you can use them to get like skins and other good stuff like different cosmetics different minions different mounts so you play oh, these little mini games and earn stuff yeah it looks pretty That's cool cute. yeah aquariums yeah in the trailer i just saw uh, this guy making putting fish in aquariums yeah, these all, cool. everything you see in this trailer is all new content so aquariums are coming new as well this trailer made me want to reactivate my account really bad i've heard Yo, that Combat is really slow in this game. Like two point, everything's on like a two second global cooldown. The combat is slow. There's also uh, like people complaining about like Overwatch's uh, tick rate. The tick rate in this game is pretty redonk. Like to really? the point where my, my spell ca- it's called they call it like slide casting, right? But I'm I'm pretty sure it's not a feature. It's a bug, right? But basically, if your if your if your spell is at one second left to cast, right? Because it's like four seconds to cast. The timer is ticking down. It gets to one second, right? At that one second timer, you can just move, and it still it still starts going down because it's, it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. trigger as interrupted. So you can move and then you'll still cast it. But well, the tick rate is so bad, I think. Um, personally, I, I, you get used to it. I mean, I yeah. don't feel it very often, but um, it's it's mostly when I'm stuck in an AoE and I move like one second too late and I'm I'm way outside the AoE by you'll this point. You'll still get hit, yeah. But you'll get hit because the server thinks you're still over there. But it's not a big deal. I, don't want, I mean, I'm enjoying the game and that is because it's an MMORPG, it's not a big deal, the, the tick rate. And you get used to it and play around. Yeah, that tick rate stuff and the global cooldown, 2.5 seconds, yeah. I think... And here's, what, here's why I hate consoles, right? I could be wrong, but my gut tells me they did the, that they did the global cooldown and the 
and yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure it was for consoles. It was exactly. It was, they did it to accommodate yeah. consoles, and it's so frustrating know. because, you know, it just if they just did separate servers, they could make the PC version more fluid, right? Well, and th- then I wouldn't care that. I, uh, I'd rather have the cross-platform. I'd rather the community really? all in one place. Really? Yeah. I, I like having the community all in one place. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want to be associated with those people. Wow, that sounds like a personal problem, sir. <laughs> also, yeah. it depends how big the player base is on consoles. Okay, I, I don't know the numbers right now. What the divide is between console players and PC players? If like ninety-five percent are on PC and five percent on console, fuck the console players, all right? But if like it's fifty-fifty, then fine. You want a bigger player base, honestly. I'm willing to sacrifice some stuff for the bigger community. I'll take one for the team. Right? I think uh, I think PS4 is probably fairly big, but um. I don't think PS3 has a large audience like Destiny even, and Destiny's huge mm-hmm. because they segregated all of their different consoles. Like every single console was on its own servers because you can't have Sony and Microsoft cross-platform. But they also had like the the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions were significantly lacking in terms of performance compared to the PS4 and Xbox One versions. So it would have been unfair to have like PS3 and PS4 cross-platform. They ended up dropping the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions for new updates because um, the audience was so small on those. But the PS4 and Xbox One ones are still developing as we go. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it were the same for Final Fantasy. That's all I'm saying. Now, the coolest thing in Final Fantasy XIV is cosmetics. Cosmetics, cosmetics, cosmetics. All right? You got to look stylish. You go on the subreddit for FF14 Glamour, people dress, people like Glamour, their characters look like the character from like, like Korra, from Legend of Korra. You see Elsa. You can literally do so many crazy things in here. You can obviously look just like Lightning, too, which is a pretty popular one. But it's being able to collect all the cosmetics is awesome. You, you know that makes the, the prices for um, low-level gear actually like pretty high. So if you're like a new player... Mm-hmm. And you do like that dungeon, like f- roll for it, dude. Just roll for it, and then you can you can, you can sell, sell it, yeah. it. You can sell it for like a good amount for the level because you know high level people don't want to like grind out you know level mm-hmm. twenty five dungeon or something. So it's just good for the economy too. The the um cosmetics. And, and that's because you can use low level gear on the appearance of low level gear on your high level gear if you like the way it looks through the glamour. And then system. you can dye it, right? Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. it's great. But yeah, this, this patch is coming on um, at, later this month. A lot of you know, Final Fantasy fans are excited for it. The only thing is, too, it's kind of weird that we have we also have um, Final Fantasy 15 coming next month. And by the way, that Tokyo Game Show trailer had me mega hype. I actually ended up pre-ordering it after watching that new trailer. I am pumped for FF15. But I'm sure some players are going to have like issues because that, that's coming out like late November. And this patch is coming out late September. So you have like one month to like go through the new content or kind of be left behind if you're playing FF15. Obviously... One's a single-player game, one's an MMO. But there's still some overlap between the players, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely some. But I, I think there are a lot of people that also just joined uh, Final Fantasy fourteen because it's an MMO. I mean, yeah, there, it's it's an odd community that you've got going on with Final Fantasy at this point because of the cross-genre that they have. Are, any, any of you guys, any of you guys uh, pre-ordered FF15? Am I the only one? I'm still on that wait list. I'm waiting. I, I will buy it on day one if I have to. Okay. But, like, <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting on the wait list. Did you know every time I'm having a bad day or if I feel bad, I just look at the. Hmm. I just look at the cover of Final Fantasy 15 because it's so horrible. <laughs> wow! Do you, do you see it? Yeah. Here, here. Let's uh, take a look. 
It's terrible. It's it's yeah, the worst thing I've ever right? seen. It's so put, put awful. Put the podcast chat. Put the podcast chat. It's so awful. I'm still I'm still hyped for it. Regardless, I, I am mega hyped for it. Dude, so anytime I'm sad, anytime I'm like like you know I've been sad the last couple of weeks. I just I just every now and then I just open this. Wow, up what's this? Just, not that bad. Come it's on. It's so bad. Look what's going on in it. Like okay, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Look at this guy. Okay, look at this guy in the middle. All right. Now look at the guy. Look at the guy on the left. Like whoa, whoa. he's like, hey man, check it out. There's some monsters over there. And this other guy's like, the other guy in the middle. He's like, yes, I will fight the monsters. And this other guy on the right is like, I'm getting out of the car, man. Let's go. It's like, what the what? fuck is this? Yeah. What's why is the guy? Here? Why is the guy on the right facing the wrong way? Like, what is he this doing? Is okay, this looks like a. This looks like a cover for a co-op spinoff game. It's the like... fucking worst. <laughs> Alright, but I, I admit it is not it is not it is not a great cover, but it I, I'm not so, as offended the way you are. It is so laughably horrible that like I look at it, it just brings a smile to my face. Can I point out how much better the uh the artwork <laughs> is for the cover and why I don't know why they didn't just use that. Because I'm with I'm with Shu hundred percent. I think the cover art for it is total shit. And they could have <laughs> they got this amazing artist, Yoshitako Omano, they don't use his work this time. Come on, Square. You know you know have you guys I mean I know we discussed the Uncanny Valley before. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was watching the trailer for Final Fantasy 15, you know what was weird to me? The graphics are good, first of all. Let me just say that right now, right? The graphics are high quality. What is it, mobile? What is it? Final Fantasy 15. Oh, okay. Final graphics. 15, the yeah. graphics. Okay. Yeah, so, great. But here's a problem, at least up on my head. Some of the graphics are so good, like like the environment, the, like the items, the hair even, the gun. But then I see their face and like the movements in the face when they talk. And it's not quite as good as like the hair. And only because... The faces have much more features, right? And we're kind of evolved to like notice faces better. So mm -hmm. it throws me off. Like it gives me this weird vibe. Like I don't know if it was just me when we watched the trailer. I, I don't know. I, I was I was too overwhelmed by hype to be critical at oh. all. I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm I'm, I'm eager to play. Like, I played the platinum demo, and I didn't notice it at all. Basically, like, like the characters from the back, I think like it would look better. Only because I'm not focused on their face that way. Oh, so it's when the face is moving, right? Yeah, yeah, when the face is moving. When they're talking, yeah. Are we sure that that was the cover? That's, that's most games, though. Like, yeah, exactly. No, no, exactly. But, but, but here's the thing. When, when the graphics are so good, like, I noticed it more because it was the, different trend, the differential was, like, you know, bigger. I don't know. Personally, for me, I just uh, I, I notice less when it's just awkward movements and when the, I'm more when they just don't line up with the dialogue. Like, it, mm. it, if you're mo-capping and it doesn't line up with the dialogue, then I have issues. It's like, you can clearly tell that when mm. their arms flap around that somebody was actively doing that on a set at some point, but then the lips aren't moving in sync with the dialogue, and you're just sitting there like, come on. <laughs> Isn't this the cover art, though, Shu? Or is the one that you linked? Because I googled FF15, and I found this as well. It, it, it might be old. Right. Like That might be the, the Japanese Are one, you offended though. by this one, Shu? I think this one, this one looks fine. Alright, let me see. Let me see. It's, it's on the stream. I think this one looks it's still bad. It's still bad, yeah. I think it's, that not, one might... it's not as bad though. It's not. It's not yet anywhere close to as bad. The other one is is laughable. This will one this... is just kind of whatever. Will this be the first time we drive a car in Final Fantasy since eight? I think so. We did yeah, probably. I, feel for... well, I forgot about the car in FF8 too. But you did need a car. You need to get a fuel too. I was trying to say that might be the Japanese cover art, and we might be getting the other one. All right. Somebody should take this story that I linked to because this is a this is an odd one. I'm not sure if Alta even heard about this one. I have heard about this actually. I was gonna bring it up okay. too if it wasn't. So this is gonna be the first time I play League, but it's not gonna be League the game. It's gonna be League the board game. This uh, is so weird. 
So Riot it's Games, we all thought they were going to make a card game or something. But their next game, and it's going to give them the S, is a board game, guys, called Mechs vs. Minions. Why? I think it's cool. I actually, I actually wanted to ask you if you wanted to pre-order this and buy it. This is one hundred percent a passion project. I don't know. It's pretty. I think. I think uh, board games are making a comeback. There's so many like, like, uh, like more Kickstarter niche. board games. Yeah, Kickstarter board games, like those German board games that come to America. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, it's a good yeah, idea. The thing about those is you don't see them in stores. You don't see them on like any of the places that sell them they're they're like a lot of them that i've seen have like runs on kickstarter and then i think they may do made to order but i mean they, they don't really have a wide release like traditional board games i don't know if they're making a comeback or if it's just a bunch of uh really hardcore board game fans that are no I, no i think board games i think board games are much bigger than you think now and, and i with with board games i lump in stuff like munchkin flux uh those little like those like those like boxed card games that with a, with a preset rules, like not. Well, see, a lot of those are making a comeback through things like Tabletop Simulator or like Vassal, where you can play them online and just download the mods for free. I mean, I don't know how in tune you are with like the like those hobby shops or whatever, but like I I've been noticing a you know big interest uptick in like that kind of stuff recently. There there is an uptick. There's no doubt. We've seen countless Kickstarter projects being funded. I think some of the most funded Kickstarter projects that get completed are these indie board games and they do pretty well i mean the sales i don't think anyone to see what the numbers are going up but let's look at the size of the market okay look obviously i think i think it's a passion project as i think matt said because the size of the market is what's kind of like making me confused as why they're doing this yo i'm down to pre-order the game looks awesome you know i, I like board games it looks cool but from a business perspective the entire uh hobby board game market is 125 million dollars mm-hmm. the entire market is right. 25 million if they capture the entire market that's like less than one month of revenue for League of Legends. That's if they get 100% penetration. If literally everyone in the market buys it. No, it's a passion project for sure. I, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just, just for, just to make a board game pretty much. It might also be to, like, I guess, maybe expand the League of Legends brand. It could be like a branding thing where they want to like make the franchise more powerful. Like give it meaning outside of this one game, you know, make it throw into the board game and maybe they'll do a card game next. Maybe they'll make like a different kind of game after a strategy game later. Maybe just build that franchise, and this is one way of doing it, too. And uh, here's the thing. They're not really aiming for the mass market. It's definitely a passion project, and you can tell that by the price. This is going to be 75 bucks, which is on That's kind of in line with a lot of the Kickstarter ones, though. Yeah. They're like 75 to $100. Yeah, I mean, so it's definitely an enthusiast game. Plus, it doesn't look super simple. A lot of like, those simpler board oh, games. Yeah. yeah, the game looked a little complex, which is nice. You know, I want depth in my, my games. So that's the game I think my brother and I would be interested in, but I just don't see how big the market is. But... You know, good on them for making something different. And if you want depth in your game, I gotta find the one that's uh, an old board game. That's a war game set in like northern Africa, and apparently it's like one of the most complex games ever made. And you oh, have to complex and depth are not always the same thing. I don't want the complex for the complexity's sake. <laughs> it's not for complexity's sake. It's just like a war game on board. But anyways, uh... when is this coming out? Is there a release date? Uh, here's a funny thing, guys. It's a I'll cooperative. It's a cooperative game. It's players versus the board <laughs> really so nobody wins uh, no you all win you beat you, the, you all yeah, win or you all lose you, you beat the campaign there's 10 there's 10 missions uh and you just kind of it's two to four players and you just kind of win i guess interesting can someone explain what programmatic movement means in this particular instance i think, I think you build the board as you go probably or the well, actions are like predetermined that you got it. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent. Pretty sure you draw cards and that determines what you do. That's yeah. how it works. 
I just feel like programmatic is a weird word for that. Definitely. It makes it sound more complex and, and in-depth, all right? I'm sitting, there like, do, I'm sitting there like, do I have to program my little robot to move? No, no. It's like and I'm like, what? What I find interesting is uh, there was a Polygon article last week with the co-creators or the, the two guys who created Lee. And they had this huge R&D department, supposed to be top secret, where they come up with pro the next project for Riot, for Riot mm -hmm. Games. And this is what they approved. Uh, a couple of years ago, they had a lead card game. We used to joke about this, and I couldn't believe we missed this. They, had, they were developing a card game that was scrapped. Mm -hmm. So out of all the ideas they've gone through in the last couple of years, this is what they decide on. So I guess clearly they have some confidence that it's going to do well enough to justify the, yeah. uh, the resources. So whatever, good for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, yeah, it's, I'm sure it'll do well. It's right. I'm sure they're gonna make a good product. It just, yeah, it just gave uh, me a surprise that they made this. People I know um, in Riot that aren't really super into like the League of Legends game um, told me that the board game is pretty fun. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Should you give me an inside peek? Can you, uh, can you uh, the board out? Sneak uh, a set? No, I don't Sneak think a box. Yo, so would you be? Oh, would you be down with uh, ordering a box? Yeah, sure, I'm down. All right, cool. Looks pretty cool. I asked for a discount. Apparently, there's no discount. So. Damn. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I think well, however many they make, they're gonna sell out. They're gonna they're gonna fly off the shelf. That's my prediction. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Make again. Maybe not. All right. I think we should go to uh, RuneScape. Now you put you put the article up. You can toss it in there. RuneScape is a big one, and they had a pretty big announcement this last week. Actually, I think on Tuesday night. So that was after I put the news video up already, so I couldn't even include it in my news video. I hate when that happens because I do the news videos on Mondays, and I get all the news until, like, Monday at, like, 3 a.m. And everything before that I get, everything after that I have to go till next week. And this came out right afterwards. Uh, I wish I played Modern RuneScape and knew more about this. But basically, the short of it is that they have reached 250 million registered accounts, which is absurd. I mean, that is mm -hmm. so many fucking accounts. Um, and they are going to be doing a series of expansions that they're literally just going to call RuneScape Expansions. <laughs> There's going to be a series of every three months, they're going to have a set amount of content that's coming out at set times for once. And the first one is going to be the Golden City of Menaphos, which is going to be an open sandbox city. And I don't entirely know what it's going to Um They're also adding something pretty cool, dynamic gameplay affecting weather. I thought that was interesting. I don't know what that means yet, but I mean, we don't actually see whether actually do anything in a lot of games. So the fact that they're going the extra mile to add it to a gameplay dynamic is kind of interesting. I want to say based on this alone, uh, we, as some of you guys already know by now that uh, Jagex, the company that makes RuneScape, was acquired by a Chinese iron ore company. Weird, right? But we, I think we talked about in the past that Chinese, they get shit done, all right? And looking at the fact that they're going to be releasing now expansions every three months, they get shit done, all right? They're pushing out content, all right? Well, there's also the fact that Jagex is now, like, refocused on the RuneScape um, IP. They kind of cut out everything else, literally everything else. Well, and they're down around. to... No, it's that's part of the RuneScape. That's RuneScape, yeah. though. Yeah, and they're um, focusing on making everything in the RuneScape library better. <laughs> and they outsourced the um, idle adventures one so all they have is chronicles and the two versions of runescape and the old version of runescape it, old school runescape is actually going to be getting raids pretty soon which is kind of cool interesting the coolest thing though i thought about these these runescape updates was there was an article on um 
Let me go and link in a second. On Rock's Purpose Shotgun, I think it was based on the stream they had about it. And it's basically, they're going to be doing Storage Wars for uh, in-game for band accounts. So you'll be able to bid on That's all awesome. the goods of a random band account. And they're going to drop hints with like how old the account was, what level it That's was. That's pretty awesome. What classes they played. And then you can put a blind bid and you get everything on the account that was banned. And players huh. bid against each other. How cool is that that they would do something like that? That's that pretty awesome. To it's Storage Wars, but in RuneScape. Like, I would love to participate in something like that for like any MMO I'm playing or any game I'm playing. And it just makes it way more fun because when players get banned, everyone's like, yeah, we get to bid on their shit. Hell yeah. You know? It makes like band waves more like exciting for players too. Could yeah. this be the next reality TV show? Next up on eStorage Wars. E Wars. Maybe. Nah, it'll get picked up by YouTube. <laughs> It is a really cool feature, and I, I, don't know, I think people were worried that when RuneScape was bought out, like it was gonna have a like a creative failure. It's gonna stop being fun. So far, I don't think it's a problem. We'll see if a big controversy arises that would you know derail the game or anything. But as is, I don't think too much has changed. Well, I mean, a lot has changed, but it's all been positive so yes, far. I mean, yes. they've got they've got the Storage Wars thing coming. They have a giant sandbox city coming. They have the randomly generated islands now. Yeah. I mean. There is so much that they're getting in RuneScape, and it's just absurd. Mm. Like, where did this all come from all of a sudden? Yeah, the Chinese overlords, they know how to get shit done, like I said, all right? I think we, we had a post-game discussion about, like, development cycles and people being very slow about releasing content and how some games, FF15 even, took 10 years to develop. You had Battle Right, uh, Fortnite, which was announced back in 2011 and still nothing. But, like, China, they're focused, all right? They get shit done. They oh, Russians and Chinese, they get shit done in terms of the game development. And here's something interesting. Like the, the, the current RuneScape, right, has cool graphics, upgraded graphics, but they're not so stubborn. They have a classic server, right, for people who like the old ways. And guess what? It's popular. Just about, about as the, the player base split is about, about equal between classic and, you know, current. Well, you, you, you forgot to mention that not only that, but they actively develop it in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that, that really shows... Uh, it surprises me that more companies can't you know, cater to their whole player base like that. Yeah, because if they force everybody onto the new RuneScape, some of the old players may stick around, but I think you could easily lose like half those old players if they force yeah. them onto the new client. And it's it's stupid to see other games just forcing players the way they want to go, and then you just you lose some player base out of that. Good good on Jagex. You guys you guys know what's up. Respect. Respect. It's just such a cool concept of mm -hmm. the. Storage Wars. Sure, you want you want to participate. <laughs> You, I you're, do. You're, just a, you're just a degenerate gambler, right? You just want to. You just want to gamble. I actually like uh, Story Wars, like the show. It's mm -hmm. pretty entertaining, so I'd watch uh, people do this. Yeah, I'm sure, I guarantee, like the first few will be like YouTube stream or like I mean Twitch stream. Then people will be like, people people could be into it. It could be a lot of fun. I've always found Storage Wars to be kind of kitschy because it's kind of like. They make it so intense, but it's like nothing intense is going on. It's just like, oh god, are we gonna lose our money or not? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's usually like, not like huge amounts. John right? just got a two hundred dollar table that saved his, you know, like bit. Like, I'm like who cares? It's just like, well, oh god, guys, I'm starting to get a bad feeling about this, and I'm just sitting there like, okay. He lost seventy dollars. No, <laughs> seventy bucks is seventy bucks, but come on. <laughs> I like how they make up prices for everything on the spot, though. It's like some hella bullshit price on something. Yeah, this is worth $74 liquidated. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at the Storage Wars wiki. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure it is. 
But yeah, that's RuneScape. Doing more content. Uh, anything else you want to touch before we get to... Uh, there's another big uh, discussion. Let's go right to the big one, and then we'll settle it with there, because we are... This time is flying quickly for this podcast, but we can talk about the my boys at, Sh- at Shroud of the Avatar. Your boys? Hey. Oh, boys. My boys. My favorite Kickstarter teams. Big LB. Go ahead. You want to know something funny, just real quick? I didn't even mm. know it was broken into episodes until this. Uh, Omer, I think you should take it away here, because uh, you are... Uh, you and Erhan there are well acquainted with Lord British, so... Alright, Lord British, my man. The guy who made Ultima Online, Richard Garriott. He also was involved in the disastrous uh, Tabula Rasa game. General British. Avatar this time. We talk... That's his new project. Uh, essentially, they are making a second Kickstarter to raise more money. Now, it seems very odd that when they raised... What was it? $2 million on the first Kickstarter? They, were, they promised the game, and this was like years ago. And now on the second Kickstarter, it's just weird to launch that they're going to be launching the second Kickstarter to raise more money. And this just comes out as very odd because you raised your $2 million. You raised over your goal, and now you're asking for more money. So it just it comes off as very awkward. And this this after he was doing these telethons, like these charity telethons for himself, and he offered to sell his blood on eBay. It's remarkable how, like, this is almost embarrassing at this point because, you know, Richard Garriott is a very rich guy he, he in 2008 he spent like 40 million dollars of his own money to go to space to the international space station 40 million dollars of his own money to go to space but he can't put a couple million dollars of his own money into his game and he's cheapening it by going to do, do these telethons trying to give his blood raising a second kickstarter this guy's got money why is he doing this he, he either just doesn't believe in this game at all he thinks it's shit or he's completely scummy i think i think he just doesn't believe in his own game otherwise he could, he could write a check t- today for $10 million and fund the entire game if he wanted to. He's a rich dude. Well, I mean, the thing that insults me the most is that they literally quintupled their yeah. funding goal over the course of external funding that wasn't done on Kickstarter. And they're still asking for more money. Like, they didn't make episode one with the $2 million. They got $8 million more, and they still need more money to get the second episode. But, but the worst part... Is that they still haven't even brought the first episode out of Alpha? That's like, a thing. Oh That's God. a thing. They should at least they should not raise the money for a second game before they second episode. Yeah. Before they fulfill their first Kickstarter goal or whatever. I mean, the thing right now is just like, what are they going to be building on? Is everything going to be based on this Alpha crap? Does that mean that what we see right now is actually going to be resembling the finished game? Finished. Definitely, game definitely. This is done. This is uh-huh. this is the ship game right here. If it ever comes out. I mean, they always say they're going to replace the graphics, but I mean, they haven't yet. And now they've got all that stuff like the Star Citizen crossover. What, you expect me to believe they're going to replace the Star Citizen crossover graphics later too? Nope. Oh my god. He, as Matt said, they raised four times the amount they raised on Kickstarter on their own Five times. as well. Five times. So they raised 10 million total, right? Or was it 12 now? 10 million. All right, they raised oh, like four million. times more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they raised, they raised a total of $10 million already. And they only wanted two million for the first episode on uh, on Kickstarter, and it hasn't happened yet. It's absolutely insane that it, at this point it just seems ridiculous. I'm calling it. Shredded Avatar's a scam. Altai's calling it. Boom. He called it scam already. Oh, nah. I'm not there yet, but Altai's already calling the it's scam. scam. Okay, why is it a scam, Altai? Uh, it looks like shit, and it hasn't come out yet. It was supposed to come out in 2014, apparently. Mm-hmm. So there it is. And, and it, by raising money again, the telethons, it's a scam. Just trying to milk more money now for yep. a shitty product. And uh, 
that uh that article you linked, the Reddit post, the guy says basically he's also he also suspects that uh they they're claiming this second Kickstarter is for episode two, but the guy suspects and you know if you guys want to read the whole thing, he's saying basically they don't have money to finish one, and that's why they're doing this. I, I, that's, I, that, that makes sense because they they did those telethons, they did the blood selling, they were they seem so desperate to raise money. At this point, if you were Richard Garriott, though, like I would just fund my own money. It's too embarrassing to ask for more money. I mean, if, if, raise a couple more, raise put another million dollars into it, and hopefully get some shit done, and then stop. You know, but to ask for more money at this stage of development from the public again, it's just so cringy. The guy's got hundred million. The guy's got fifty fifty hundred million dollars. Spend a little bit of your own money and then finish it. But the fact that he's not funding his money makes me agree with Altai that it's a scam. If he's not willing to put his own money to this project at this point, makes me agree that it's maybe not exactly a scam, but very shady. So which one has a higher chance of coming out? This one or Star Citizen? Probably at this point, Star Citizen, I think. No, this will come out, but what will come out is what we have now. Like this, Yeah, know. what we see now is what we're going to get. Yeah, yeah, like this, 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 uh, this graphics, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Is Charlie you- Avatar on Steam? Yes. Yeah. Gumby actually linked to Steam charts. There are currently 260 people playing it. It's not bad. What? That's pretty bad. For a game that's being that's hyped as uh, and you raised that much money, Lord British Returns, and you look, have this it's game pretty bad for a 10 million dollar project so far. Yeah. Look at the look at the Steam page for it, and look how awful that gameplay trailer looks on the Steam page. It looks pretty bad. Oh, hey, it's Marquee Dragon, right? Yeah. Also, guys, they're using all caps in the uh, Steam description. Whenever yeah, you're using you all caps, whenever you're using all caps, you know you're wrong. Oh, while we're here, quick yeah. note. They changed the color for mixed. It's no longer that orangish. Oh, yeah, it's like it's yellow. It's like a golden yellowy, golden weird color. It, it matches the other button, mm-hmm. you know, the little tilde line. This game has been on Steam for two years now because the release, the original release date for when you could actually play it, was November twenty fourth, twenty fourteen. So they they delivered their that deadline, you know? They delivered their original deadline of making this, but this is not the full episode of one. It's still an alpha. I, I wouldn't call this a scam. I would say, uh, well, although we have competing definitions of scams, um, I mean, it says you can have all the money in the world, you can make a great project, and you can still not understand how to budget or set deadlines, and you cannot understand. Uh, how much money is needed to get something done and the hurdles that are in the way. Because I I think, again, as it was said, the desperation for, for money okay. is just... And here's obvious. another here's another, here's another another sign of a scam, guys. Uh, when things are confusing, when it can't be easily explained. So what is Charted Avatar? It's going to have like a single-player campaign, but also this online portion, and each episode is going to be standalone. It's weird. Like, it sounds like Elite Dangerous. Sounds bad. Sounds 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 like <laughs> sounds like they don't and they they present it different ways to different people, right? That's another case of a scam. Like, depending on your audience, you sell it a different way. The same product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a scam. I, I just think they're really, really, really incompetent right now. Like, I, I think Richard Garriott doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Possibly. Maybe he doesn't do shit. Maybe he just sits back and does nothing and eats taffy all day. And thinks about going back to space with uh, Elon Musk and Peter Thiel. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably what he does all day. And for uh, for a benchmark's sake, the most expensive Russian-developed MMORPG, Allies Online, cost $12 million. And that kind of gives you an idea of like what they could do with $10 million that they raised. So graphically speaking, Allies looks much better. 
Uh, obviously, in scope, you know, Shard of the Avatar has much bigger scope. They're aiming for bigger, you know, more grand ideas. But the good thing about Allied is it's a functional game. You know, you could, I could, I would, you could, you could have done a lot different with it to make it a better game. But they have, it works. You know, all the mechanics work. It runs pretty smoothly. It's got a pretty big world. But obviously, it's got its own issues. But it's, I don't know. This looks so janky too. Watching that trailer and the the, the gameplay video on Shroud Avatar. Yeah, like what is going on? Ten million dollars down the drain. I'm pretty I, sure I've played the Unreal phone demo, and it looked better than this. Do you guys remember that? I do. Yes. Yes, I remember. If, right before they put out uh, Infinity Blade. Yeah. But people say that's Russia. They have cheaper salaries. Yes, but the thing is, with you know, you could easily have American game designers and like some the programmers done in China or not China, Russia or Eastern Europe. Russia also gets shit done. Yeah, they get, okay, China and Russia, they get shit done, all right? There's I mean, no I mean just look at Putin's Syria campaign. Come on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. they, get, they get their shit done. I can respect that. RuneScape 20, 2007 looks better than this. Yes, Finale, you are, you're right. There's no arguing that. And as all they said, when you have to use all caps on your description warning, you're doing something shady, all right? Yeah, they did that too. <laughs> and look where they are. This is like a grandpa making a game. <laughs> like, at this yeah. point, yeah. Like old, old people always write in caps, like on their emails. Oh man, Cinnamon Jim just says, is this Lord British or Digital Homicide? Damn. <laughs> That's the sickest burn. Oh god, he's got a list of burn centers in America. Somebody dropped the link. <laughs> is this the South African MMO that I've played look better than this? Honestly, it did. You're right, Finale. And that game looked really bad. Right, Again, well, hopefully something comes out of this. As is, it looks pretty bad, though. All I developments lead it to be kind of scummy. I predict it goes down as one of the most disappointing uh, hyped Kickstarters. Uh, more so than Star Citizen, I'd say. Wow. I think Star Citizen looks a lot better now. I, I think Star Citizen, we can see where all the money's been going. This, we can't. Yeah. That's, That's true. And this is using yeah. Unity. This is this shouldn't be this complicated, like the, the time the scheduling. And, and I mean, Star Citizen could go way over budget, and I, I don't even know if I could be mad anymore because it's just like, I see where it all went, you yeah. know, I mean. All right, well, right, any, that's, any that's interesting shit of the week we can cover real quick? Well, let's cover one more, more PG news, too, because uh, Rise of Icarus actually released some data that they're open, since open beta, the game has gotten a million registered users. Uh, they actually had a big update coming out soon. They're going to be releasing level cap of 40. But more importantly, oh, baby. you can look at the Steam charts for the game. I mean, it's it has stalled off, but it's still... A pretty respectable number of players are on Rise of Icarus, though. And for those, again, kind of out of the loop, it's the latest Nexon MMORPG. Big emphasis on here on like monster collecting and, and catching. But it gets about, if you look at the Steam charts, it gets peak 3,500 users a day. On average, anywhere from like 2,500 to 3,500, which is still pretty good. That is but good. It, yeah, it's, it has fallen off from the peak, but it, you know, it's still a pretty healthy number. I think it's still kind of weird that they launched in America with level 20 level cap. The last update, which came out, I think, a month or two ago, brought it to 30. This newest update is bringing it to 40. But the day it launched in America, it was level 60 level cap in Korea. There was still that big gap. Oh, that weird. Fun thing I found out. Apparently, it was level 40 in Korea when it launched. I finally found the information. Okay, so it launched in Korea at level 40, but they launched in America at 20, which just makes no kind of Wasn't sense. Wasn't it 25 here? No, it was 20 flat. I'm pretty sure it was 25. Uh, I didn't even... 25. 25. 25. You and Altai both got max level early on, yeah. so... It was 25 or 20? 25. 25, I think. Actually, I Why forgot, but I, I was max level. 
But yeah, it was 40 in Korea. I, I finally found that information. I didn't mind the 25 years. Icarus thing, to be honest. I think it may have helped user retention to have a low um, gap at the beginning of the game before PvP was implemented. People could have minimal investment that they could end up coming back for when things that they wanted was coming back or was would come in. So um, I, I think it helped. I mean, it just took like in less than a week you could play casually and reach the current level cap. So I mean, like like I said, I think it's going to help overall. Yeah, I mean it's it's one million registered users, nothing to sneeze at, and they're still getting decent numbers on Steam. They keep the you know, regular content base going; it can still do well. We had a bunch of other stuff to talk about too, but we are slightly running out of time. Uh, I'll throw some more stuff out if we if we got some time. Oh uh, yeah, a little tidbit. Uh, I don't All know. Right, if take it. it. Uh, it's okay. So Tokyo Game Show happened recently. It's just mm -hmm. another one of those conventions. Uh since this year, consoles kind of made a comeback. There was a uh, last year one one uh, mobile game, Grand Blue Fantasy. You guys know what that is? Yeah, yep. I know what Bring that is. All right, Grand Blue Fantasy. Their booth at uh, Tokyo Game Show was as big as all of PlayStation booth last year. Wow! Whoa! Yeah, and this year, apparently, huge. Yeah, this year it went back down. Like mobile is a sideshow, and consoles are the main focus again in Japan this year. So that that's. That's interesting, I guess. But the there's a tidbit down? to that. No, no, I read the article too. What's a tidbit? The, the tidbit was that uh, uh, advertisers realized that they just they, the audiences they need to sell to don't attend these conferences. Yeah. That the audiences at these game shows are primarily console users, and so that's they recatered um, the show to to better cater to their audience because mobile they can just throw up a banner on a subway and sell it. So that's what it was really about. And then the article is interesting because it talked about VR booths too and how it's really hard to pull off a VR booth at a convention. Because you need a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, mobile is definitely still going strong. Actually, Japan and Japan mobile is, you know, enormous. I don't think it's slowing down at all. No, I don't think it's slow. I, I, think, I, I still think that you know, mobile is going to be the gaming platform. Like the only well, game mobile. platform. No, they Yes, well on mobile. Square Enix actually revealed their... Uh... Mobile MOBA Arena game called Flame X Plays. Show the trailer for a second, then we'll go to Matt's link, but it's mobile related and how awful is that name? Flame X Plays. It sounds like like, no. like a twelve year old kid's like username in in RuneScape. Yeah. Is that is that what you guys get like in the vibe? Skip to like forty five seconds to see any actual gameplay. But it's a MOBA, it looks like. They right? An arena MOBA from Square Enix. Why don't they use like their like, useful franchises like Final Fantasy? And put those characters in here, but no, they got some random ass like anime characters. No clue. Why? It looks like, like Persona or like Mikaku City actors. It looks odd. That's all I can say. Flame X Blaze. That's again like a twelve-year-old internet name. It's pretty yeah. funny. Four twenty Flame X Blaze. Right, well, uh, there's a new game. Uh, the first game by Amazon Game Studio. So tell us a little about that. Well, we don't know much. But they have social media now that is play breakaway. So it appears to be called breakaway. And the current speculation is that it will have something to do with Norse mythology because like you have that shadow there that yeah. has the helmet Cameron that resembles the Loki's and the Oh, they have another one now. Yeah, they oh, have one cool. they have a new one on uh on Twitter. But uh they have the helmet that resembles Loki and then they have like the hammer that resembles Thor, so and then they had the whole Valhalla quote. 
So they they're um there's speculation that Norse mythology will be included, and I saw a comment somewhere else, and there they said, "Watch, it'll be a character shooter," and it is officially ruined for me because it might be a character shooter. I'm sitting here like it's gonna be a character shooter now. Especially seeing this, the I'm not wicked thing. I mean, it, it looks like it could be a character shooter. I don't know. Everyone's really getting involved with this. They own Twitch and they own their own game studio. Like they're really they're they're, they're breaking in here and then into the whole gaming business. I love to see. Um, it. There's really nothing to speculate yeah, on there's here. Nothing to go off. Like about, I, I I love speculation, but there's nothing here, you know. So do you guys want to place bets on what it's gonna be? All right, let's all pick a genre. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Uh, it, What's the name? Breakaway. Do you even know if it's gonna be mobile or or desktop? No, we literally know nothing. Oh my god! This I'll say crazy. I will say it's gonna be a voxel game, like like Minecraft, Trove. Uh, somebody in our chat said that Let's as go. well. I'm basing that on the little grid, like the map, like uh, on the tw Twitter background here. See these little, see these little squares. Oh, you're right. You're right. The grid. Oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah, so, some of them, some of them are fuzzy. Some of them are plain. I'm gonna speculate co-op action RPG. All right, what was um, the name of the company that makes it called? Amazon. In Amazon Game, Game Studios. Amazon Game Studios. Let's see who they hired. Oh, no, you can't do research, man. Let's Come see on. who they're hiring right now. Right? Colin Jonathan from uh, uh, ArenaNet. Yeah, he's cheating. He's doing homework. I'm doing homework. Right, let's see, let's see what, I'm looking at their job postings right now. Look at software development engineers. Let's see in what field. Senior UI engineer. Let's see I have my prediction. Go ahead. What's your prediction? I, I don't know what the game will actually be, but somehow it'll be used to increase Amazon's efficiency. You will be working for Amazon. It's, it's actually Mechanical it. Turk reskin. <laughs> See, I, actually, you'll be controlling robots in the Amazon warehouse. Uh, <laughs> they can actually do autonomy, and you'll be moving boxes around, and you'll get points and levels. You have to beat the other robots. That's awesome. Hmm. I think I don't think it's gonna be a mobile game. I'm not seeing any mobile uh, specific things on here. I, I think I think Altai is right. It's gonna be a voxel based, some kind of just open sandbox game where it's gonna be like Trove or Minecraft. But I feel like I'm stealing his idea now. But I'm gonna go with that. I'm doubling down Altai's idea. Well, we'll so they're revealing it in nine hours. Is that what's happening? Days, nine days, nine days. 20, yeah, okay. September 29th. There's already people sitting in the chat, and the camera's already on. What are they doing? Wait, they, they're specifically saying multi, they're, they're going for AAA PC games. PC games. They are not a mobile. They're not going for mobile. Fools. Fools, right? But it's Amazon. They're allowed to be fools. They have so much money that they can, they can burn through whatever they want. They're worth like 200, 300 billion, something crazy. Yeah, I'm going to say co op action RPG. All right. Well, Amazon owns Twitch, right? Yeah, the yeah, so Yamagashi said it'd be for a game that has Twitch chat interaction. It probably will have some type of Twitch features. Mm -hmm. All right. What? I think that covers it for the week, guys. Unless we got more interesting news, we can go into the overtime. All right. Yep. Well, there it is for the week, guys. Thanks for watching and check us out live on Twitch if you have not been doing so on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Bye. See ya. See ya.